Hello, welcome back to the Jolly Life Podcast. Here we talk about all things health and wellness and nutrition and living our very best lives. So Jolie is here to completely be your partner in health and to help you know how to live a really vibrant life that you love. And this session, we are talking about anti-aging. So we have had several podcasts on different aspects of aging and how we can remain young and vibrant. I'm Jolie, and today we are going to talk about body care because we can't continue. So nutrition is a key part of it, but the way we take care of ourselves and our exercise, our movement, and our body care make a huge impact on how we feel as we get older. And so we're just going to dive right in into exercise. So exercise is one of those key components that any anti-aging protocol, any anti-aging desire, any desire to get to the 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond cannot have as its cornerstone, its bedrock, its backbone exercise. Exercise, and I'm going to dare say movement even more than nutrition, is absolutely essential because some of my clients who are in amazing, an amazing state, they eat really well. They report to me all the time that they can't stop moving because if they miss movement for a day, two days, there's stiffness. They're like the stiffness comes immediately. So movement is important. I want to talk about exactly give you kind of a guideline to how you should be moving. So first and foremost, I'm going to talk about lifting weights, weightlifting. And this is an aspect of exercise that we tend to let go of as we get older. But the unfortunate thing is as we get older, it becomes more and more important. It becomes essential because our body begins to break down our muscle and muscle regeneration, so making new muscle, slows down as we get older. So going into getting older, so in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, 50s is kind of even a cutoff. It's super important that you really focus on building muscle because that is like an insurance policy. It is a true investment in your longevity. If you're past 50, if you're in your 60s, 70s, and 80s, it's not too late, but you're going to have to be more intentional about lifting safely and lifting enough weight to build muscle two to three times a week. And you're going to need to be very intentional about eating your protein, particularly in the first half of your day, because metabolically speaking, the protein we consume in the first part of our day is preferentially shuttled to muscle production, and that's what we want. So begin to lift weights. Begin, if you haven't done anything, I highly encourage you to get a trainer who knows how to train people at your age or with your limitations and begin to do it. And slow and steady wins the race. You're not competing with anyone. So let's just make that clear. And the overarching rule of exercise is some exercise, gentle exercise, and 
Cautious exercise is better than being super aggressive, going hard, getting injured, and not being able to exercise. So slow and steady wins the race. This is not time for you to bulk up overnight, which honestly is very difficult. And for women, it's literally difficult at any age. But this is time for you to begin a strength training routine. You can start with bodyweight exercises. You can start with bodyweight exercises and never leave bodyweight exercises. But I highly encourage you to commit to two to three times a week of lifting something heavy. That heavy might be your own body. That heavy might be actual physical weights. And to put it on your calendar, to find someone who can teach you how to do this safely and to commit to that practice. You will love yourself 10, 20 years from now for doing that. When you can carry in your groceries, when you can put them up on the high shelf. And the other thing about muscle training and making your muscles strong is it creates stability. And that is something we sorely need as we get older. And when we have stable muscles, we are A, less likely to harm our joints like our knees. Our knees are less likely to give out. Our hips are going to be stronger and more sturdy. And it will be easier for us to catch ourselves. So when we're strong and we find we're falling, it's easier for our body. We have more strength behind us to catch ourselves, to prevent us from falling because falling is something that we want to avoid. So we accomplish three things with strength building. We get stronger to do the daily activities of our life. We create a lot of stability for our bones. So now that we've built strong muscles to keep our skeletal system safe and sturdy and to help us do our everyday movements, we also need to address flexibility because the other side of the strength coin is flexibility. Flexibility will allow us to tie our shoes. Flexibility will allow us to look at our feet and the bottom of our feet. And you might think that that is a, like, why is that important? As you get older, your foot care is, like, essential, particularly if you have developed cardiovascular disease or you have diabetes. The Times when people get cut on their feet and those cuts go unnoticed because A, they they have um, nerve damage so they don't feel it and they literally do not have the flexibility to look at their feet, they become life-threatening infections. So we always want, this. that's very extreme, but we want to maintain flexibility. We want to be able to say, God forbid, we fell to be able to pick ourselves up. And that requires flexibility. We want to be able to, to bend down and tie our shoes. We want to be able to sit on the floor and get up. That is flexibility. We want that if we are off culture and we end up catching ourselves, that our muscles have the laxity in them, that they can move without injuring. They can move without tearing. So flexibility is very, very important. The other aspect of flexibility is that when our muscles become very tight and rigid, they tend toward more pain. And maintaining flexibility allows for greater circulation, it allows for greater movement, and it allows for less compression of the nerves, which means less pain points. So there's 
I'm definitely a Chinese medicine person and I 100% believe in acupuncture. I get acupuncture a lot in term and the reason that I do it, I do facial acupuncture as well as full body is to keep the energy circulating in my body well, to keep it from becoming stagnant or for them to for there to be blockages because when our energy isn't flowing through our system, then we develop disease, we develop pain, we develop fatigue. Part of allowing our muscles to have free circulation of energy, chi you can call it, is to allow there to be flexibility. We don't want bunched up knotted muscles. So we want to always maintain our flexibility. As we get older, that might be a simple routine of Tai Chi. That might be simply waking up in the morning and stretching like a cat, like have that be your routine. If you did that every single morning, and let's say you are 50 now, when you're 90, you're still going to be able to do it. Because again, we have the old adage, if you don't use it, you lose it. But if you use it all the time, guess what? You never lose it. So our flexibility is super important. And I highly recommend that in addition to your strength training, that you have either a daily compact flexibility routine, or you take three times a week and you devote time to improving your flexibility. And of course, always a little bit of stretch after exercise once your muscles are nice and warm. But to find a good yoga class, there's chair yoga. To find a dance class that is more strength and lengthening, a bar class. I know there are studios where you can go and be stretched by someone who is skilled and trained in how to do that. But stretching and maintaining flexibility in your quadriceps your hamstrings, your inner thighs, your back, your shoulders, your arms is super important as we get older. And building on the stretch side of things is keeping our fascia, that is the thin membrane that coats all of our muscles. So if you are a meat eater and you'll notice if you eat chicken, there's like a membrane that keeps all the muscle together. That's the fascia. You have it. All animals have it. But You'll notice if you really inspect the the chicken, there are places where that fascia gets knotted. That happens in our own body. And we see that those places become places of pain and they become places of tension and places of limited mobility. And so part of our self-care is massage. And that can be self-massage. That can be going to get a massage. I will never forget, and I don't know when I heard it, that Bob Hope, who lived, 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 and then died, got a massage every day. Massage is so important. In my own life, I had a horrible, horrible um, ankle injury where I had a very severe sprain. And the sprain healed, but I had very limited mobility. And what restored the mobility was massage because slowly the scar tissue and the fascia that was knotted was worked through. And now my ankle has absolute full mobility. I will say that that took probably after my ankle healed anywhere from a year to 18 months of weekly massage for that to be repaired. So it's not a fast route, but 
it is a worth it route because I knew that if I didn't do that, then ankle injuries, they go up the chain. So your ankle injury is going to become a knee alignment problem, which is then going to become a hip problem, which is then going to become a lower back problem, which then will become a back problem. And you don't want that. (laughs) So it's super helpful to take, and I use the word super a lot. I'm going to have to find a new word. It is very helpful to take care of problems as they present so that they don't go up the chain of your body. So think of a way to include massage. That might be, you know, giving yourself a gentle massage before you take a shower or after your shower. It might be booking a massage with someone. It could be swapping massages, but that type of human needing of the muscles and needing of the fascia goes far to keep you flexible and to keep you pain free. And the other side of that, which it's becoming more popular, but it is not all over the country is lymphatic drainage. I am definitely a lymphatic drainage gal and a fan. And lymphatic drainage is a very light massage that's meant to move the lymph fluid. And the benefit of that is increased immunity, less swelling, less water retention, less bloating. For me, so much of my health focus is on keeping immunity with my lifestyle. It's never been getting a cold as an option. (laughs) Not when you have seven kids. I do get sick sometimes, but I try to avoid it like plague. And I do things that I know are going to help me either help me not get sick or help me recover quickly from being sick. So that is one reason why I'm so in love with lymphatic drainage. Your lymph system actually does not have a pump. And so it moves kind of like an automatic watch. Your movement causes the lymphatic fluid to circulate. And so exercises like running, jumping on the trampoline, any sort of like rhythmic impact type injure like activity rather those help you to move lymphatic fluid and lymphatic massage helps you to do that too so that's something you is like a bonus but you don't it's not like a core like your core is your strength training your core is your stretch and your core is some sort of self-massage or massage that you get and lastly we want to talk about cardio so cardio is Movement that you're going to do where it's difficult for you to hold a conversation, but you can still hold a conversation. And the reason that we want to include that in our youthening body care routine is low impact cardio has a huge boost to our immune system and a huge boost to our mood. Two things that affect our health and our sense of well-being and our sense of happiness. So as we move year by year, we want our life to be fabulous. We want it to be wonderful. We want to be happy. And one way that we can ensure that for ourselves health-wise as well as mental health-wise is through including low-impact cardio. And I say low-impact because on the beauty side of things, you want low-impact to protect your skin. So our skin has collagen and look at it like a rubber band. You keep stretching that rubber band and that rubber band is going to give out. And The plastic surgeons that I've worked with that are very, very good and very well respected in their fields confirm that, that low impact exercise is more 
face-friendly, more wrinkle-friendly, more boobs-in-the-right-place-friendly than high-impact cardio. And so if you, like, if running, for instance, is what gives you life, then you you just have to keep doing it um, because we balance our mental health and our sense of joy and purpose and fulfillment with health. Of course, the two are intertwined. But if you are like me and you are perfectly happy with the low impact exercises like rowing and cycling and things of that sort, then keep to those and you save your skin to look more youthful for longer. So here we have our anti-aging body care. This is like health insurance. This is going to help you grow older more gracefully, more abundantly, more with more vitality. And more and more people are starting to realize this. I realized at my health club, they now have a program with United Healthcare that if you are over a certain age, that United Healthcare will pay for you to go exercise and you have to go, I think it's three times a week, but they do that because their company, they don't do things just for any reason. They do it because people who exercise regularly have less injuries, less hospitalizations, require less medication, and less chronic disease. So there you have it. Part of our protocol for staying young, for staying vital, is to recap, to lift weights two to three times a day, I mean two to three times a week, to include stretching and our routine, ideally on a daily basis, if not three times a week, to include cardio, and that could be a brisk walk, that could be cycling, that could be swimming, that could be dancing around your kitchen. The aim is 20 minutes a day as the minimum, and then you can build from there. And I will say one little word about walking. Walking is oftentimes underrated, but it literally is such a good exercise for your balance, for your mental health, for your muscular skeletal system, for your feet, like how much stimulation your body, like in terms of nerves firing when you're walking, it's huge. And lastly, before we go, we can't neglect time outside. And technically this isn't a body care, but this is a lifestyle habit that helps us to grow older gracefully and with a high degree of wellness, time outside. Time outside benefits our mental health, which mental health cannot be ignored when we talk about aging. Time outside helps bring down the tension in our body. Tension, stress is a huge accelerator of aging. So everything we can do to help mitigate that, particularly the things we can do that we literally don't have to do anything. You walk outside your door, you take a look outside, you take in a deep belly breath, and guess what? You have put very little effort and your body will do the rest to bring down cortisol levels, to bring down stress, to mitigate the ill effects of stress. So time outside, always, 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 as much as you can get, depending on your environment. It's very cold in New Jersey right now. So my time outside is a little bit more limited than if it was warm, but there is still time outside. We got to remember that. That's it for today. I would love to hear what your anti-aging body care routine is going to be. I would love to hear how it transforms you 
Exercise is so empowering and it is so transformative. So I encourage you to go out there to do it. And as much as you can do, do the most important thing is that it's daily, that every day you move. Every day, if you breathe, you move. That's it. Love you all. Please share, please like, subscribe, contact me on Instagram at the Jolie Life. You can email me at Jolie at the Jolie Life. I'd love to hear from you, your questions, what you want to know, comments, all that. And have a beautiful day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, the Jolie Life podcast. And if this podcast helped you in any way, I invite you to share it with your friends and your family and whoever you come across that you think might be helped by this podcast. I would love to hear your comments and you can contact me at julia at thejolielife.com and please follow us on Instagram, The Jolie Life. Our website is thejolielife.com and it would be lovely if you would subscribe and if you would rate this podcast and go back and Share this with someone. Let the ripple effect happen. Let the jolly life be the beautiful life that keeps on giving. Bye, beauties. Lots of love.